Hi, everybody, and welcome to the LSAT Demon Daily Podcast. My name is Eric Johansson. I am a teacher and tutor with the LSAT Demon, and with me today is now former LSAT Demon student, Megan Izekanaga, who just uh, submitted her applications, having crushed the LSAT. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing great. All my applications are in, so I'm just happy. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, congratulations on reaching the end of your LSAT journey. Um, give me a brief overview of just the scope of where you started, where you ended up, and how long you were studying. So it was um, last fall. My husband and I have been, we're both in the Army, so we've been talking about getting out. We weren't sure when to do it. And last fall, he decided he's 100% going to go to MBA, and we thought we were going to go this fall. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started thinking about my options and decided he mentioned I should go to law school. And after two weeks of thinking about it, decided, yes, this is what I'm going to do. So that was September last year. And I thought I could just take the LSAT, apply in a couple months and I'd be good to go. Uh, I did not know what I was getting into. So September 2021 is when I started studying. I just did a quick Google search of how do you study for the LSAT? And I found some free this is a recommended three-month study guide from some free website. I bought every single test, paper test from Amazon and a couple different hard, hardback books, some paper books, and um, started studying. And I said, you know, I'm going to be all in on this. So I searched for podcasts that had the word LSAT or law school. And so I found the LSAT demon and I started listening to Ben and Nathan. And I realized there's a much better way than... Um, than just reading all these questions randomly and not really having um, a sort of path or any sort of structure, I suppose. Um, so my first practice test I took before I found about LSAT Demon, I did LSAT Demon, I did it on paper. I got a 154. I think I, I, at most I just kind of reviewed what each section was about. Um, and I took it sitting outside at a coffee shop, but like writing down <laughs> the answers. Like I don't, like I just, I left the house because I have a daughter. So I'm like, I got to get out of the house. The dog and my daughter are gotcha. distracting and took it outside of the coffee shop. But uh, once I found Nelson Demon, though, I was like, those books have been collecting dust in my office because the using the online program, I didn't even know the LSAT was online. That's how little I knew about what it was. Um, sure. But the website is just so intuitive and easy and you can review everything. Um, so I, I love that about LSAT Demon. So I actually wrote in to Nathan and Ben probably November last year asking like, hey, should I, is it crazy for me to take the test in January and apply for law school? And they basically said, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like you're rushing it. Um, I do have the full GI Bill, so I'm very lucky. So I was, I'm just applying to get in and I already have law school paid for, which I know is one of the LSAT demon philosophies. So I, I was very, very fortunate to have that. But based off their advice, and my husband and I thought a little bit more, we, we decided to wait a year. And that was the best decision because I got a 162 in January. And I knew that I had a lot more to go. I could, I could do better. I, didn't, I wasn't perfect on games yet. And I kind of just mm -hmm. was winging it a little bit at that point. So decided to keep studying and keep going on and apply this fall. Yeah. Talk about that decision because I went through a similar one myself last year. I thought I was mm -hmm. similarly going mm -hmm. to apply late in the cycle last year to attend school starting in yeah. 2022. <laughs> and that um, is, is not the case. 
but I remember it being a difficult coming to terms moment. Yeah. Is it the same for you, especially with, with family involved? Oh, yes. I Once once I decide how something in my life is going to happen, it has to happen that way. And I was very much like, I love the army. Don't get me wrong. It's given me a lot, but I now have two children. I'm married and we want to stay in one place. And the longer you stay in the army, the more you move. Um, and so once I decided, I started telling everybody, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm getting out of the army and like, it's going to happen. So then to have to backtrack that and say, actually one more year, I'll stay in one more year. It definitely was humbling, but the right decision, because, you know, we're going to go back to school, not have our source of income. So we're saving aggressively right now. So that was good. And also I think I would have been rushed if I would have tried to do that. And and I have a six month old as well. So I'd have had an infant in law school and that wouldn't have mixed. So it's, it's good. I think it was the right decision. And oftentimes mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 31. So I'm, I'm even older. And I'm still feeling like some, I hear a lot of these, you know, college students think, Oh, I'm going to be too old if I wait a year. I don't really have that perspective, but I did feel that pressure a little bit, but now sure. that, now that I waited, it doesn't feel like I lost any time at all. Right. Well, you probably finished, um, you talk more about your, your journey later, but you probably finished, got the LSAT and then immediately it was time to start on other aspects of your application. So it was, but, but you got to do those things, hopefully not simultaneously. Yeah. 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 Um, So, so you got the 162, uh, in January, you had decided I'm going to keep studying. I know I can do better. Where did you go from there? Well, I thought that I would be able to study a lot still um, between January to March, which was the plan. But my job got really busy. Um, I was pregnant with my second child at that time, who was due in April. So I thought I'm, I'm going to just whip out another LSAT right before she's born. Uh, I ended up canceling. I, I registered for that test. I canceled it because I didn't study enough because work got crazy, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like one hour a day at least. And I was, I think I was on the free plan for a while. Um, once my daughter was born in April, though, took a couple weeks off, you know, to be a mom. And then um, w- being on maternity leave, she naps all the time. Infants, if anybody's familiar with infants, they just eat and sleep all the time. So I, that uh-huh. was awesome. I was able to study a lot. And I took the live. That's when I took to live is in May. So May and June, I did live. So I was able to go to classes during the day and really was able to spend more time um, going to classes, studying, um, and not be distracted by work. So that was, that was great. Um, and I think I scheduled for August after that. Yeah. So I went back to work right after I took the test. So I took extra time off, um, took the August test and so I was that, in so really good shape could, then. So that oh, you sorry, could stay, so that you could keep studying until, yeah, um, bef- before yeah. you went back to work. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that way, like, go back to work. I can get back in work zone, not worry. We're about the LSAT, but I was scoring it like the, in the 170, one, the high 160s to low 170s. So mm-hmm. when I got a 165 in August, I was like, okay, I can do better. I know I can do better. And I'd already put all this time and I'd gone to all these classes. So really though, between August and, and October, I didn't actually take, I took like four or five tests, but I did a lot more sections and it kind of reviewed things and just stayed fresh. But I think it was more of a totally. confidence thing. Um, I didn't get games perfect. I know in August, but then October, I, I know I got games perfect. I think that that's what really got me to the 170. Is you knew that you crushed it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, had, sure. I had 10 minutes left. 10 minutes left on the game. <laughs> I was what, like, 
what? <laughs> what did you do with your 10 minutes? Well, there was a, you know, those, uh, if you, the questions about if this rule changed to this rule, which rule would keep it the same? Sure. I was able yeah. to go back and thoroughly make sure I got the right answer. So I spent 10 minutes on Perfect. one question. That was great. Sure. But you, you crushed it. And so that was the October test. Yes. yes. And you got a, and you scored a, a 170. Nice. So yeah. from a diagnostic of 154 over about a year of studying mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. with full-time work in the army and mm -hmm. having an actual child, <laughs> uh, plus another one that you were caring for at the same time. Yeah. 16 point improvement and you're just in a completely different league oh yeah oh i it's a game changer and i i feel more confident about my applications and my chances and where i can go um i will say even though there were periods within that year where i didn't study as much i was trying i was doing an hour a day at least um and getting mm -hmm. as much practice as i could but even when it was like heavy work was really intense and then the times that I had more time, I, I would spend more time if I needed to. But I did notice, like, the, probably the first six months was a lot, lot more time. And then towards the end, like, you're you're leaner. You don't have to spend as much yeah. time, but you can you benefit just as much towards the well, end. Well, yeah. What I love what you said because you you took the August test and you scored at the the bottom end of your range. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you didn't freak out and you didn't overreact. You just knew that you had a bad day for yourself. Yeah. but that you were still perfectly capable of scoring in the one seventies. Mm -hmm. So you didn't overreact. You just stuck to the game plan and kind of trusted in your, the fact that you were already good at the test and sort of mm -hmm. maintained that until you got to October and then had all the confidence in the world going into that test. Yeah. Awesome. So that's great. Um, Tell me about that, a little bit more about that routine. Did you find, given how busy you were at various points and um, having kids and kind of your schedule changing, that you were able to at least, you said you always kept at least one hour per day. Yeah. Was that, mm -hmm. um, did you like carve out an hour a day that you always knew was your study time or did it? kind of fluctuate yeah. um, to to what extent were you like strict with when and how you studied versus just kind of changed accordingly? I wish I was stricter with myself. <laughs> I think it would have been, maybe I would have been a little shorter time frame for me, but um, I, it was either if I didn't, I sometimes I'd get the hour after my kids went to daycare, my husband would take them early. Uh, most times it was during lunch. Uh, that was the best time for me because I, I was at work so I could close the door or go off somewhere and um, study for an hour at lunch. That was the best time. But um, when I was studying more than one hour a day, it was after bedtime routine. So <laughs> I do the bath, put them, put both the girls to bed and then I get an hour or two or and before my other daughter was born, put her to bed. But um, that was good too. My husband's studying for the GRE at the same time. So it's not like we wanted to hang out at night. We both were studying. He got, <laughs> he got the office. I got the kitchen. <laughs> gotcha. um, so that helped having kind of having a study buddy, someone yeah. through it. We didn't give the compare questions, but uh, we at least knew we were both 
busy and we're not pressuring each other to like go out to dinner or something yeah you were both we're, in the thick of it and yeah we're both playing and studying yeah exactly nice cool um were there any points along the way that you reflect on as like inflection points when something really clicked or um i don't know maybe it was just the decision to delay or, or like key moments on the journey that stick out in your mind where you kind of realized that something something about the test that kind of took you to the next level yeah probably three different moments the first thing the the decision to wait a year um and realizing that i can take my time and get really good at this um and i don't remember who mentioned it but comparing the test to a marathon not a sprint and and training or even just training like any sort of athletic competition that it takes time your brain is a muscle um, so that was an epiphany. Like I, I can't spend five or six hours every day on this. Like I, I just like, I don't go out and run 10 miles right now. Like I'm running only 15 minutes to get better at running. Sure. Um, and then the other two is the live classes. I, I, I was decent at reading comprehension before, but it was also the thing I hated studying the most. Cause I just, I just didn't want to do it. Doing the live classes and forcing myself to go to the reading classes was super, super beneficial and volunteering to, to answer questions or read and learning how to read through it and like anticipate questions. So that, that really helped, I think, get me a couple more questions better on reading comprehension. And then finally understanding how to do worlds in the games um, was huge and understanding the entire game before I started writing anything down. Cause I was Uh. notorious. Like I would write, 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 and then get to the end. And like, I misunderstood it. So mm-hmm. once I started just reading the whole thing and then building the world, so if I, if it was worlds, um, I did much better. So yep. those three things. That's something I try to model and talk about in my classes a lot is read through the whole game and yeah. try to understand it in your own brain first. Mm-hmm. Um, and recognize that you can understand a lot of it before having to write anything down. And mm-hmm. to the extent that you can, it's going to keep you from writing down stuff that's wrong. So that's yeah, great. every time I messed up, it's because I started writing the, my August test. I missed a rule because I misread it. And so I wasted mm-hmm. so much time. Yeah. So, makes a big difference. So you said that the, uh, going to the live classes was a big help. Was that just like the extra motivation of, of having that yeah. resource? Yeah. It was a forcing function. I made sure three to four times a week to go to a class that included reading or if it was completely on reading comprehension. That was like games. I could do games all night long. Like I probably will still yeah. do it. No, I probably won't, but like, I love doing, I would sit here with a glass of wine and like do games and I'd be like, wow, it's already 10 o'clock. Oh my goodness. And, yep. But reading comprehension was hard. So the live classes was a great motivating factor for me to get better at reading comprehension. Did you ever get to a point where it felt like, you had a little bit of that games experience on reading comp. I, it did at the very end. It did. It did. Um, I started that's between the August and October test. If I did a section, it was reading and mm-hmm. I'd be done. I'm like, wow, I got this. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of like you get that swagger. Cause you're like, wow, I, For I, sure. I didn't miss any. Oh my goodness. I also love on reading comp. You can actually learn things. Like I've, I, I have learned things from LSAT reading comp. Yeah, I, teaching yourself or figuring out how to get yourself interested was a big. Once you do that, once you're like, wait, I do want to learn about 
you know, journalism in the, I don't know, 1800s, whatever, random thing yeah. that they bring up. And you're like, I didn't even know this was a thing, but it is. So totally. I'm going to figure it out. And I can tell a story at a party about this. Like, Awesome. Uh, cool. Well, um, Megan, big congratulations on all that you've accomplished and best of luck. Uh, definitely stay in touch with the outcome of your your applications. How many schools have you applied to? 16 schools. 16 schools. Mm-hmm. And was that a casting a wide net geographically? Is your family okay with the move? Or are you trying to stay put? <laughs> uh, yeah, we ideally want to end up in Texas. We love, we love Texas, but um, we're pretty much all over the place. Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, all over the place. Uh, Great. My husband's going to get his MBA too. So we're just trying to match same city or same school. Sure. So out of the 16, I'm sure we'll both get into at least one. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, that's so great. Um, any final parting words of wisdom or, or advice for those uh, students listening right now who are on their own grinds? Yes. I think there's three things that I think help me. One is mastering the games, getting none, none wrong, getting them all right, reading comprehension, engaging the passage, and stating the main point in your own words will help set you off on the right foot. And then finally, one question at a time. It really, it is. It's just one question at a time. Don't go beyond that. I had a child while studying, so I had the same <laughs> mantra, one contraction at a time. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, this can apply to multiple areas of your life. Uh, and now I'm getting back into running, so it's one mile at a time, one minute at a time, whatever. Heck, so you one can step apply at a time. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I am, I'm running a little bit myself uh, lately as well. And it's a lot of just like, all right, get to that tree. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. once you're done with that tree, take a breath. Okay. Get to that mailbox. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So that was um, get perfect on the games really engage and become interested in the RC passages and take everything one question at a time. Love it. Megan uh, Ezekanaga is a former LSAT demon student who went from a 154 to a 170 and now has applications in. Congratulations again, Megan, and thanks for joining and stay in touch. Of course. Thanks for having me. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you want to share any LSAT or law school admissions related news. Thanks for listening. 